Welcome back to the WDKX podcast. My name is Jasmine. I'll be your host today, and I'm joined by three beautiful, lovely ladies. And we're going to talk about mental health, one of the most taboo topics in the black community. But we are going to open it up, and we're going to talk about it today. And to introduce my guest, I'm going to start with Miss Melanie Funches. How are you today? Hey, how are you? Doing well. Thank you so much. And where are you coming from today? I work for the Mental Health Association, where I am the Director of Community Engagement. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And then we're going to go around the table to Miss Ronika Burns. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. And where are you coming from today? I am coming from um, an organization that I recently started called Beautifully Made. Beautifully Made. Tell me a little bit about Beautifully Made. Beautifully Made is an organization which will eventually be a nonprofit where we could bridge the gap between girls and women. We want to give support and we want to offer the things that we could do to better, to make their lives a little better. Awesome. So it, it, it's based on mentorship between young ladies and, old, and grown women. I don't want to say older, but I say yes. grown women. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yes, definitely. That sounds wonderful. That's called Beautifully Made, you Beautifully said. Made. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having us. Of course. And last but not least, I have Rashana Turner. How are you? Great. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm doing well. And where are you coming from? I am coming from Eternal Life Art, which is my company. I'm the CEO of. It's an umbrella of different things. I am also coming from the city of Rochester, Department of Youth Services. Department of Youth Services, and I see you have an R Center shirt on. Yes, ma'am. Representing. <laughs> every day, all okay. day. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us as well. Um, and I'm very happy that we have these three ladies here today because we all come from different backgrounds, but it all comes together in one topic of making sure our children in our community are there, they're prepared, they're taken care of, they're listened to, and mental health is a very, very big part of that. Um, and one of the things that we were going to discuss as well is an upcoming girls retreat or young ladies retreat mm -hmm. um, that it has to do with your company, Beautifully Made. Mm -hmm. um, and what is the inspiration behind this? The inspiration is, again, bridging the gap. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of powerful sisters that is in the community that are doing wonderful things. And we are all in different areas. We are in our own circles. So why not bring it all together um, and get some of those wonderful women to come and support our youth. We have noticed that um, when we develop this retreat that we have a lot of women organizations or a lot of women retreats and conferences. But what about the girls, what about the ones that we could start a little lower for the foundation and give them the resources younger? So therefore, when they're in their teens and when they're grown, they can understand, you know, they have support. You know, like one of our workshops is, girl, we got your back, meaning that we are here. We are here to support you in any way possible. Um, and we also want to touch really heavily on the mental health um, aspect because it's so important. Um, we, we know in African-American community, mental health is not really addressed, is not really talked about. This is an opportunity for girls to get resources, um, for them to have go, up, be, go home and tell their parents, you know, I could talk to you about certain things, um, even though it's only a one-day workshop, but we're just hoping that we could reach the population of girls so they could have some support. Wonderful. And this event is called Readjust Your Crown. The Girls Retreat. I love that title. Yes. 
because the crown never falls off. Sometimes right. you just got to just exactly. put it back in place. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> and Miss um, Melanie Funches, you're going to be the guest speaker. Um, and tell me a little bit. Don't tell me the whole the whole speech, obviously, but just give me a few topics of what you're going to touch on when you when you present to these young ladies. Along with the theme of readjust your crown, I'm going to speak to the young ladies about, you know, we, we always talk about, like you talk about the crown never falls off, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes our crowns do fall off mm -hmm. because sometimes we're not on ourselves and that's okay. But what we're supposed to do as fellow queens is sometimes we've got to help queens readjust their crown. Sometimes we have to hold their crown hold it up on top of their head because they're just not able. So we have to be able to know for the young ladies to say, it's okay to say you're not okay. It's okay. And you've got folk here that if you can't readjust your own crown, the role of us as elders to these younger women is to help them to either adjust their crown, help them hold up their crown, or sometimes hold up their crown for them. Because many times our young ladies, because of the things they've been through, they can't even dream. And sometimes we have to hold their dreams for them until they're in the place that they can take them back and hold them for themselves. But in order for us to do that as the adult women, we've got to deal with our own stuff so that we can be in the place to do this for our young women. Because a lot of the stuff that we're passing on to the girls, a lot of stuff that they see is intergenerational. And that is a perfect bridge into the mental health topic. Um, you know, recently I was discussing just with a, just a, Random discussion with just a group of my girlfriends. We were talking about mental health in the black community. And one thing that we kind of all had a light bulb moment was, I don't want to say the blind leading the blind, but it's intergenerational, the mental health effects. Mm -hmm. And it just can, it continues down the line because you have people that are teaching and leading younger generations who aren't fully where they need to be mentally. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. it just continues the whole <laughs> domino effect Yes, and I, I, I've noticed um, more so a lot more of our children are suicidal mm -hmm. and taking their own lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really disheartening to see that, in, in this, especially in this community, especially so close to you. But just generally speaking, it's, it's heartbreaking to see that. And the thing is, what I want to talk about is that there's a couple of things going on. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have the intergenerational transmission of trauma that goes on from things that we've experienced. But I want to say that this goes back 400 years. Right. This is a 400-year journey of trauma we're talking about. And but I want to dispel a myth. Yes, we do have a, raise, a rising rate of suicides amongst our young people, amongst our people generally. But what was what the prevailing myth is that we didn't do this. Yes, we did. But the fact of the matter is because we don't talk, just like we don't talk about our trauma, we don't talk about the stuff, we keep our stuff in the house. Right. We didn't talk about this stuff when it was happening before. But now with the advent of social media, and the thing I love about the millennial generation is that they're open and they're communicating. So we're hearing about things that were happening before. We just never heard about them. So, yes, there is an increase, but I want to know that this was always among us. I think that's where my position in this comes in because mm -hmm. I work at the rec center, which is a safe place for children and people in the community. The kids, yeah. Right. So when it came along with Ronika had a, a vision and I had a vision, and she is somebody that I, I look up to. So it's like, okay, let's put these two ideas together. Let's put these two platforms together and let's make this happen. Let's make this safe place a safe place. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Where you can talk about certain things that you might be able not be able to speak about anywhere else. Let's have that, that conversation. I work with kids all summer and some of the things that we have 
in our workshops are some of the things that I saw with my own eyes that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not always, it doesn't always have to be an aggressive address. Mm -hmm. This is something that's going to be fun, interactive, but at the same time, you're going to go home with something. You know what I mean? You're going, to, you're not going to leave the same way you came. And that's the goal. You know what I mean? To like, mm -hmm. just open the door, you know, give that first footstep for you to acknowledge that something is going on or just embrace what the the insecurities or whatever that you might have because we all have them exactly and that's that's the definition of kind of meeting the the young people where they're at mm -hmm. right especially with you you work at, at an art center so that's right. where a lot of community and a lot of children in in our community come to right. to congregate and you like you said you make it fun Right. Because I think an, another stigma that goes against mental health is yeah. it's not fun, it's yes. it's looked down upon, um, you're crazy, something's wrong with you, and that's not the case. Not at all. And, no. that's, and that's the reason why we, um, when we chose the workshop names, we wanted to make sure that they were fun. Right. We wanted to make sure that we they were down to their level. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to just come in and say, okay, mental illness. No, we wanted to come in and say, girl, we got your back. Right. Our workshops is really thoughtful regarding the names. We have one that says... Rose is still a rose, and that's mm -hmm. just to address the fact that no matter what happens in our lives or what comes up, we will always be a rose, a princess, a queen, a brown-skinned girl, whatever that title is that you want to carry no matter what. Life will always, and life is always going to give you thorns. You're going to get pricked. You're going to get poked. But at the end of the day, you're still a rose. You're still a queen. So we want to encourage women, like even women my age, I have to encourage myself sometimes that no matter what comes up against me, I am still a queen. I am still a yes. woman. I am still, you know, I can still hold my head up and I can still walk firm. And that's the message that we want to give these kids. Sometimes I feel like social media, it's a good thing, but sometimes it could be a not so good thing. It's giving off these, all these different images of what I should look like, what I should feel like, um, how you know, I should dress, yes, how, how should I, I wear my hair. Yeah. And this Saturday, our message is however you want it is yes. good enough. It's, you are good yeah. enough no matter what people tell you, what they think, the images you see, that's good enough for them, but what you have is good enough for you. Absolutely. And that's the message that I want to push this weekend. Yes, definitely. definitely. That, that was beautiful. And I, I agree with you. I think I, that was actually one of my next questions is about social media. I think, mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier, Melanie, I think that our generation, the millennial generation, we're kind of normalizing the mental health discussion mm -hmm. because we're opening up about it and because we use our social media platforms to connect with each other and to um, bring awareness. But I also think it's a double-edged sword. I think that on the other hand, sometimes mm -hmm. social media can be the cause of a lot of right. the mental issues that are going on within our generation because everyone's so plugged in and everyone's in constant comparison to someone else. And that, that alone, I personally, personally have experienced Amen. that alone is enough to make you just say what what am I doing what's wrong with me right. and that's where it starts that right. little seed is where Absolutely. it starts yeah. because I think the, the the same thing that I love the same thing that I love about your generation is the same thing that I'm concerned about your generation as as an elder mm -hmm. because you all are so plugged in it's so natural your reach is so great but I'm not sure that a lot of young people really understand the power of their words right. and the power of their reach and the fact that in 140 characters or less that you can touch millions of people potentially. And because they don't understand that, you may just come off the cuff with something 
that you don't really mean, but you're saying it in the moment, not understanding the power. Mm-hmm. But on the, also on the other side of that, because you're the first generation that has been from birth, been part of this whole digital way of mm-hmm. being, it is unnatural to unplug. Yes. And so wherein people, of, I'm Gen X, so Gen Xers, we're like, we'll take it. We're that bridge generation. We'll take it. And when we're tired of it, we put it down and go, and we go and be in the brick and mortar world. And I can go and not look at my phone for like two days and be like, okay, as long as I don't have to do business. But look, yeah, I see, see, look at y'all. Y'all about to, y'all about to die. Two right? days. But the thing is, but see, that's the thing, is that when I, like, the, I just did a discussion at a school before I came here, and one of the things I talked about was for adults, the one of the things I wanted to help make sure adults understand is that when we were young people, if we had bullies, we had all this bad stuff, we could go in our house. Get away. Close the door and get away. Yes. Because you all have been normalized to have this have this constant feed of information, the good, the bad, and the ugly is constantly there. Yeah, so we have got yeah. to figure out how to help people not only be able to manage when they're in the space, but know it's okay to come out of the space. Exactly. Right, right. We yes. definitely need. I think, and that applies for adults as well, mm-hmm. because I have gone through that to where, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I'm I'm grinding. You know, mm-hmm. I'm working to get where I want to go. And that requires a lot of solitude, a yes. lot of, Focus. you know, off the scene, yes. a lot of, and I'm on the media and everybody's living La Vida Loca and I'm still trying to stay focused. And I had to check myself like, wait a minute, you have a goal. You know yes. what I mean? And like you said, I had to unplug because if I didn't, I would have let go of everything that I was working for just to feel like I was on the roll with right. everybody else. So. That's another thing that, you know, is very important. And I'm glad you said that because I needed that for my own life. Like, mm-hmm. it is okay to yes. unplug. Like, yes. I have to say, you're not going to miss anything. And the fact Just, is, your road is not everybody else's road. Amen. That's right. Yes. That we want young people to really understand. And people in general is that not everybody's road is the same. Like, if people say, well, Melly, why did you choose mental health? I said, mental health chose me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been, I've been grinding at this for over 20 years. And... I, you know, I do, I talk about this all over the country, and the big thing I want to talk about is that we always talk about do you, do you, do you, but do we really mean do you? Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Is it, do we make it okay for you to do you, whether doing you is wearing black nail polish, whether mm-hmm. doing you is right. whatever it is, as long as you're healthy, right. and as long as you're, you're, you're centered and, you, and, you, and you're chill, mm-hmm. you can do you, but we don't, we're, I think we're kind of hypocritical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, because we can do you as long as you fit into these particular societal exactly. norms. Right. Right. Exactly. So one of the things that the message I want to make sure we send is that we've got if we're gonna say do you, let's let's keep it a buck and be real mm-hmm. and say do you means literally do you. Mm-hmm. Like I when I saw you and I saw that pink hair, I said, girl, get it, because you doing <laughs> yes. you. And you know, plug, do you? And you know what? It's funny you said that. This woman, I was um. I do mobile paint parties, and I was doing a paint party with some ladies, and the lady was um, not even realizing that she was like, yeah, well, I, maybe I should get some colored hair and um, go through it like I'm going through a midlife crisis. So I just cleared my throat really quick, like, <clears throat> so she turns around. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But just like you said, I just told her, this, I'm doing me. Yes. This is my Absolutely. way of expressing my breast cancer awareness. You didn't know that. To right. you, I was going through a midlife crisis, but to me, I was making a statement, which the old me would have been like, let me go home and take this hair out because I don't want people thinking I'm... But the new me knows that it is okay mm-hmm. to have my pink hair, to wear what I want to wear. Honey, this is me. 
And that's it. And that's what we want the girls to understand. No matter what, big, small, skin, light skin, dark skin, it yep. is okay mm -hmm. to be that. Because yep. somewhere in, in this world, somebody's going to love you just for that, are, period. Right. Yes. And it took me a long time to figure that out. So I was like, no, I got to start catching these girls before. I don't want you to be 21 still looking and trying to figure out. By that time, I want you to know. Right. And that's what I'm here for, like, to pass that message. Like, get it in your head now. So when you get up there, can't nobody steer you in another direction. Absolutely. Because my thing is, is that we as women, right, we talk about what we want to say to girls, what we want to do to girls. Yep. We've got to look at the stuff that we're carrying. Mm -hmm. For real, for real. Mm -hmm. We need to look at the stuff that we're carrying because when I talk to parents, I talk about a lot of us, whether we want to or not, we parent the way we were parented. Mm -hmm. Right? How many times have you, if you have kids, have you opened up your mouth and your mama fell out? Mm -hmm. And you and you like, oh God, and you get scared, <laughs> right? You're like, ooh, when that happened? But that is, that's just the, that's the nature of the beast, right? Mm -hmm. So we have got to look at the crap that we're carrying and get rid of it because even if we don't mean to, we will pass these things on to our young people. Oh, how do we break right? the chain? That's that's one of the biggest things that um that comes to me all the time. How do we break the chain? Mm -hmm. How do we stop those how cycles? Do we those cycles? How yes. do we end it? We 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 keep talking about it in, in women's conferences and women's workshops, but how do we actually connect with one another so we could stop the next generation coming behind us mm -hmm. to eliminate all that all those cycles of teenage pregnancy and and it, we we never re will replace mental illness but how can we decrease it mm -hmm. and how can we bring awareness mm -hmm. and how can we let kids know that it's okay to reach out and ask for resources and you know we have right. wonderful women in this community that can actually that do wonderful things different organizations mm -hmm. but how do we bring them all together so we can help the next generation I think part of it is us being deliberate and intentional. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been, like, I stopped going to women's conferences by and large. Because that. for me, it's like, I'm, you know, we can sing Break Every Chain, Break Every Chain. Tasha Cobb, she's she my girl, right? <laughs> but no what one says, once you get up off your knees, right. what are the deliberate and intentional things and the activities that we're going to do right. to break this chain? The, like, the fact of the matter was, I have two daughters. And I knew that there were certain things that happened in my life that were not going to happen. So there were conversations I had with them. There were changes in behavior that I made in myself so that stuff wouldn't pass through me to them, even subliminally. I said, I'm going to deal with myself so that I can make sure this does not happen again. Because you'll hear women all the time say, you know, I'm going to break this chain. This ain't going to happen for my baby. And then 20 years later, they're like, how did this happen to my baby? What did you do about your not wanting this to happen? Mm -hmm. You know, you did not want your child to be a teen mom, so you told her to close her legs. Mm -hmm. But did you tell her about love? Why did right. you get a baby? You got a baby. You told me you got a baby because you wanted somebody to love you. So what did you have to learn about love and how you express love and how to love yourself? Did you teach that thing to the child? You know, I mean, and, I, and, I, and I'm not being judgmental in any way, but we got to get real. This is a life or death thing we're talking about. And until we get real and understand that we're fighting for our lives, and it's not going to change. Right. Mm -hmm. Action. And that's, yeah. where, that's how I feel. Like we have talked and we have sung and we have had protests. But we need an action. We need like an actual movement, an actual somebody needs to actually start to apply all these things that we've learned and we sat under all of these PowerPoints. Now it's time to apply that 
to the to the people, in not the real just, world, in right? Real time. Like to to actually do it right. now. It's going to take steps. It's going to take time. It's going to take connection. And that's things that we have to do. And it starts with us as individuals. And I had to tell myself that, like, you want to make change, but you haven't changed anything. I had to pick myself apart. And that's one of the most difficult things you can do so as a woman yes. to look yourself in the face yes. in the mirror and say, I am nothing right now. I had to do and that and, and start from scratch right. and it was no man it was no media it was no nothing but me and my father in heaven like listen I gotta pick all of this apart and start over That's if right. I want people to notice that I've changed I have to change I have Thank to live you. in that Say change Say I have again. to walk in that change I have to talk in that change mm -hmm. I can't just be posting it I have to live that change and that's the thing is that with this social media life Faking folk be thumb thugging mm -hmm. and folk be putting yeah. up this fake life and be making it rain in the, in the you know in the social media. I'm like, no, it's you gotta walk illusion. it like you talk it. Yeah. You know, you got and the thing is, is that what I seek to do, like I talk to young people all the time, and they and what they say is, hey, Mama Mel, you keep it a buck all the time. So I walk it like I talk it. But yeah, but I told them I didn't start here. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't start here. Mm -hmm. When I was 12, 13, and 14, I was living homeless in New York City. I, I was sleeping in the Port Authority and, and fooling on. I built up a lot of trauma. And when I decided, my, when it came to the point where my life was getting ready to shift and someone came along and another queen came along and held my crown, I knew that I learned that I needed to make a shift. And it meant years, years of unpeeling that onion and dealing with those traumas and doing that. And I'm still doing that work. Mm -hmm. But the thing was is that people were able, I was able to make the change in me and people were able to see. Mm -hmm. That girl ain't the same girl. That ain't, the, that ain't that same hood rat that I knew mm -hmm. from the Bronx. That ain't that same Preach. Avenue D hood rat girl, right? right. And, I, and I, I own my hood rat. I said, I'm a hood rat. Somebody gave a book. Okay, I own my status. But at the same time, I have evolved. And it's okay. You know, I have evolved. Evolution is good. You know, growth is powerful. And my thing is, is that what I want our young people like. Somehow, I remember growing up. You could either be cool or you could be smart. Right. You couldn't be both. You couldn't be both, right? But why? And because we don't know what. Because that's to me. Personal, the thought opinion about to be expressed is not the thought opinion of the Mental Health Association, Mental Health Office, Mental Health, the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration, or any other subsidiaries. My opinion is a tool of the oppressor. Mm -hmm. We were taught as a tool of our oppression and our enslavement mm -hmm. that smart wasn't good. So we have perpetuated this through our trauma generation after generation. And now we are saying that you can either be cool or be smart. But guess what? Smart is cool. Okay. Okay. Smart is cool. And so we've got to teach our young people that just, you can still, I rap Avenue D all day long, but I don't, I don't necessarily live there anymore. Mm -mm. Right. I've spoken at the convention center. Get up in front of a thousand people and say, East side, right? In a minute, because that's my side. I rep my side. At the same time, I speak all over the country. I speak internationally. And I will tell people I rep the Bronx and I rep East Side of Rochester. But that doesn't mean that my mindset, my heart right. stays there. My, I bring my resources there. I bring my work. I put my labor in. But that doesn't mean I have to stay in a certain mindset myself. I can grow and change. Right. Yeah. I think... I think that's very powerful that mm -hmm. you can make the distinction that yes, this is where I started. Started from from the bottom. Now, now I'm here. here. Yeah. Right. That's that's important, and right. that's why Drake said what he said because it's growth and where you came from is is just as much as important as where you are today and where right. you're going tomorrow. Mm -hmm. right. And I think 
you know, to piggyback off of what all of you just said, a very, very, very important thing that I've learned just in my 26 years of living, mindfulness is so very important. Because if you're not even aware that I'm dealing with this trauma and I'm broken and I need to to get help or I need to fix myself or I need to talk to someone or if you don't even know that your crown is crooked or that it's fallen off and you mm-hmm. keep walking and it's behind you 10 steps behind you how will you know to even begin to start that's right. it yes and you know it's amazing I did a uh, presentation for the mayor last year dealing with the things in your closet right mm-hmm. and we got it was 50 women in a room there were three sessions each time was 50 women in a room and I started talking about some stuff and Women were like, oh, my God, I've been depressed for years. You don't even you know, know. You don't even know. You, so you I, become adjusted yeah. to right. what And they to thought this was is. normal. I said, yeah. baby, that ain't normal. Let me tell you how to get some real joy. Mm-hmm. Right? And it started this whole process, mm-hmm. you know, where I, we had to do more sessions and people came and saw me privately. But the thing is, is that mindfulness is it. And your generation, I'm, like I said, look, I bow to millennials all day long because mm-hmm. y'all have made language for stuff, mm-hmm. y'all have normalized stuff, and we've got to really help people become aware mm-hmm. because our this whole thing about the grind and pulling up your big girl panties and mm-hmm. you know you know get up and be strong woman we it's in our lexicon it's in our songs and that we're supposed to be strong all the time and mm-hmm. nobody is strong all the time that mm-hmm. ain't even reality nope. no and that's why we have the readjust your crown girls mm-hmm. retreat yes. to yes. let all Grown women, young women, babies, children, all y'all, to let you all know that, yes, it's okay to be strong, but yes, it's okay to not be strong sometimes. And it is okay to readdress another queen's crown if you have to. It's not just all right. That's our job. Okay? Yes. That's our job. (laughs) If you really a down sister and you call yourself being a queen, any true queen. Yes. And it takes a queen to know a queen, Mm -hmm. and I'm a queen speaking it. Okay. That... It is my job to make sure that all y'all crowns be adjusted. Okay. And so y'all do the same for me because as black people, our relationships are reciprocal. Mm-hmm. So the, and we are village people, so that's how it's supposed to go down. Yes, yep. ma'am. So re- readjust your crown, girls retreat, this Saturday, October 12th at the David R. Gantt Center at 700 North Street. And is this a paid-for event? Is it free? It's, it's a free. free event. Oh, wow. Um, yes, it's a 100% free. Amazing. Um, we are, Right now we have 100 girls that is registered, and we also have a waiting list. Oh, wow. So if you if people is still interested, they could contact me, Ronika Burns, or Rashana Turner. We are on Facebook. We also have event pages um, through Facebook, and we also have event pages through Eventbrite. Um, you can email us however you would like to get in contact with us. We are still taking people on the waiting list. Um, we are also still taking donations. Um, one of the biggest things that we're doing for this um, retreat is giving each girl that is there a hygiene basket. Mm-hmm. Um, hygiene baskets are so important for so our girls important. right now. So we're going to be we accepting donations such as pads, um, deodorant, tampons, Vaseline, lotion, hair glue. Brushes and combs, hair gel, toothbrush, edge yes. control, shampoo, edge conditioner. Control. Jesus. <laughs> yes, edge control. <laughs> Lotion. Y'all bring it in. You may not be able to attend. You may not be able to do it, but show up with the stuff. Yes. Get here. Like she said, it's free, but you must register. So please get on Facebook. Go to Eventbrite, look up Readjust Your Crown Girls Retreat for Saturday, October 12th, and get in contact with the organizer so that you can get on the wait list. But if you have any of these items, please, please, please 
bring these items so we can bless these girls and show them that they've got a village to help them readjust their crown. Yes, and I just want to say something. This little hygiene bag is so important. And the reason being is because whenever I've had a terrible day, if I take a really good shower, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see, you already know, <laughs> take a really good shower, yes. wash my hair good, uh -huh. exfoliate, mm -hmm. yes. put moisturize. moisturize. Ooh, Look, girl, be moisturized and unbothered. <laughs> okay. Yes. And then that, just that is just like enough to change your whole mood. Whatever yes. you're going through, just that helps yeah. so you, much. Because you wash away that stress. Oh. You wash away that filth of the day, yes. that mm -hmm. all the things people said, yes. all that get washed away. It's cleansing. And, then, and you can clean, you're yes. cleansing spiritually as yes. well as physically. And you can be moisturized and unbothered and watch yes. your melanin pop. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yes. yes. The <laughs> ultimate goal of this event is to restore confidence, reshape healthy self-esteem images, and promote the port um, importance of personal hygiene for the 150 girls in our community. So please come out and support. Yes. Um, come support it's our girls. If you are yeah. a woman that is working in the community, you could stop by. We ask in for political figures. We ask for everybody because we need our girls to see different avenues that women are working in. Um, it's very important as well. So if you are a teacher, if you are a counselor, if you are a police officer, we like to see all aspects of women that is working in the community to Come support our girls. Amen. Amen. So the Readjust Your Crown Girls Retreat, Saturday, October 12th, starting at 10 a.m., going all the way till 3 p.m. It is an all-day retreat with all types of workshops for uh, young women and grown women in the Rochester community. It's going to be at the David R. Gant Community Center, 700 North Street. Please come and support the girls. If you cannot make it, please try to drop off some of the donation items needed. Um, and there's going to be a link on WDKX.com along with this podcast with all the information, all the contact information you need, um, all the donations that are being accepted. Everything that you need to know about this event is also going to be on WDKX.com. And I want to thank these wonderful ladies for coming in and definitely shedding some light on a really taboo topic and just opening it up and, and normalizing it because it is okay to not be okay sometimes. Right? Yes, thank you yeah. so yes. much for having yes. us. Of course, we really appreciate it. Definitely. And you have been listening to the WDKX podcast. We are signing off.